Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a and a car. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 51. On today's show, Launch is back. Chiefs could be without Nurkovic and will Pirates cope without Zinbauer? Whether you're listening to us on Sokoladuma, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Mahi King's 96.7 FM's Game Time, a warm welcome to the show. I'm not alone in the studio. Oh. There is one among us who always prefers to use his hands. It's Sean Roberts. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? Oh, Simon, I'm great. Thank you, my friend. Good to be back. How is the, the faraway land? Beautiful. Flowing with milk and honey? Beautiful, as usual. <laughs> Depends what your definition of milk and honey is, Simon, but yes. (laughs) Joining him is a man so skilled with his feet, an award had to be created just so that it could be bestowed upon him. It's Uh, Tekomodise. How are you doing, sir? Thank you, Simon. (laughs) Simon. How are you? I'm very well. You enjoying the Gauteng? Yep. Honestly, I am. Very, very good. I'm even gaining weight, Chief. Oh, I don't think that's something you should admit. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Well, anyway, let's not muck around anymore. I believe that's Sean's job. What have you got for us, sir? Joke of the day. This is a goodie. I wanted to go on a diet, but I feel like I have way too much on my plate right now. Oh, man, it's beautiful. It's I don't think Teko got this. No, I didn't get it. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates against Chiefs. We didn't see that coming, did we? Nope. No, sir. No, um, sir. Again, Chiefs had their opportunities. Billiard should have put it away. Um, Castro had a beautiful opportunity to get uh, his first goal of the season. Um, I don't think Chiefs were outplayed. I really don't. I just think uh, Pirates took their chances. Their, their few chances they had, and they were bloody good chances, don't get me wrong. They took yeah. them They took them, and they took them very, very well. I know there's been a lot of in the media about Gavin Hunt this week, ex-players going mad and there's too many youngsters playing and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Benedict Villacazzi saying you're throwing players under the bus, you're going to kill their careers. I mean, for me, it's a load of rubbish. Uh, what do you think of the game? First of all, I think... I think KZ Chiefs started very, very well. Mm-hmm. And if they scored with the chances that they had, um, the game would have been different for them or for Orlando Pirates. And, uh, and, and for me, because I was doing the game, I, I looked at it like, um, I think it was a team, those both teams, I think they were um, challenging each other in a similar fashion, like in counter-attacks. Yeah. When Orlando Pirates was enjoying on the Chiefs' right-hand side, yeah. especially if Chiefs uh, lost the ball, they would use the left-hand side to actually try and attack. That's where their first and, goal came, I think. Yeah. yeah. And with Orlando Pirates, uh, with those kids' Chiefs, they did the same on the right-hand side of Orlando Pirates, especially where Nyauza was. They, yes. they tried to, to find space behind Nyauza, and they, and they did a couple of times. Yeah. Where, Kash, where Kama went 1v1, he wanted to dribble. Yeah. And even when Castro had that opportunity from that, that, that the right-hand side of Orlando Pirates, they found joy there. Yeah. But the problem was, once Orlando Pirates uh, uh, punished them with, the, with those, the game started changing. Yeah. You know, and once the game started changing, now it looks like um, Orlando Pirates is dominating. For a person that never watched the game, you actually say, because of the scoreline, you say Orlando Pirates was dominating. But then mm. the... In the true sense, I think those, the game was equally balanced. Um, it could have went either way. Mm-hmm. And uh, with all those two clear chances that, uh, that Kelly Chiefs had in the first half, if those goals, those balls were scored, maybe Chiefs wouldn't be the one that had three, line, uh, three, three goals yeah. for them. I, I, but then again, but, uh, but then again, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, for me, it's like we, I, I hate when, when people, um, especially guys that play the game. Yeah when we try to justify things mm-hmm. instead of speaking things the way they are. Look, a lot of KZ Chiefs have, they can't sign players. We know that. Let's move away from that, yeah. right? Now you're the KZ Chiefs coach. You are there training. You see all these boys doing what they're supposed to do. And, uh, and, and you're trying to use the best that you can, yeah. right? 
And when things are not working out, people are trying to create excuses. Sure. Like um, this thing of throwing players under the bus. No. Look, there's no there's no great opportunity to introduce a player. And 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 the derby is not the, the same derby that it was eight, ten years ago. Right. The fo- the most fortunate, the most uh, luckiest people actually that played. They they're lucky because they played a derby when there was no fans, especially the younger ones, because <laughs> there was no pressure at all. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But uh, but it just that with with footballers, especially ex footballers, I think we need to realize we need to we need to we need to we need to. I don't know how to put it. Because you said I hate it when footballers speak like people that never play the game. Yeah, because when, too many of them. Yeah, there's too many. But it's just also in South Africa when you kick the ball, you're a legend, right? Exactly. Exactly. So 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 now all those legends are saying um, um, there's too many young players. There's 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 um, the th- um, they're destroying the players' careers. They're throwing them under the bus. The truth of the matter is, Sean, when are they going to give these youngsters a pl- the well, chance? That's this- what I'm saying. So let's go back to it. So Hans started in Jabula Blum, mm-hmm. uh, in Global. He then introduced yeah. Lebohang Lasako. The 17-year-old Coletto Sefama and ha- Happy Mashiani came on as second-half substitutes. If if I think it's amazing. I think it's brilliant. It's absolutely mm. brilliant that you've got a coach that's got this sort of balls to introduce players at that sort of game. Of course. But, but then again, as, as a coach, I guess when you are Gavin Hunt or a big coach like him, you, you, you're expecting such criticism, especially when things are not going your way. Sure. But for me is we've been saying Chiefs needs to uh, have new players within the team. Chiefs need to have continuities. Chiefs need to have youngsters within the team. Uh, even the players that played for Kaiser Chiefs, they said, you know, the last time Kaiser Chiefs produced young players was in such and such a year. Now that those players are being introduced, the same people that say that they're coming back again and criticize. Yeah, exactly. So what is it that you want? Exactly. Because the, the truth of the matter is, yes, Gavin Hunt have an opportunity to go back and do it and, 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 and use the guy that I trusted, uh, tried and tested. Yeah. But then with the tried and tested, how many years those tried and tested haven't achieved anything? Correct. So, so when you, it just, I think people sometimes they're making their comments based on how emotional, how emotional they are. They're not looking at the facts. Yeah. For me, Kevin Hunt is the toughest job. This is an, in, with like, I don't think there's a coach in the, in the PSL right now that is more under pressure than Kevin Hunt. Sure. Merely because you go into a team that hasn't won, you go into a team that is still uh, nursing their feelings because they lost the league the way they did and they still can't sign players. Yeah. There's too many emotions that you need to deal with. And yet again, you, you, you're expecting your senior players to come on board to show, you know, to get out of that, 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 that emotional space they're in to start playing and move on. Yeah. And this is the new season then, and sees the new opportunities. And when that, when that is not happening, what do you do as a coach? You know, you have to look at, okay, let me look at the youngsters. He's, he's showing me a training that is ready. Mm-hmm. And the only way to actually see whether the player is ready or not is by putting him in the game. Yeah. We I, I, South Africans, we always complain about we're not giving young uh, youngsters enough chance. When the youngsters have been given a chance, we're complaining. We only want to see the youngsters playing in the smaller teams, but in the big teams, we don't want them to see. We don't want to see them. And we forget that us as well, the players that played, we were once youngsters and we were given an opportunity to play. And uh, we, 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 because the characters are different. Yes, some take longer to adapt and, 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 and be great. Some just click at a go. But how, as a coach, would you know? By not giving them a chance. Uh, uh, that's the thing. If you are a Kaiser Chiefs faithful, if you're a, a die-hard Kaiser Chiefs fan, if you have a little bit of patience, and whatever that patience may be, it might be half a season, it might be a season, it might be a season and a half. But if you give Gavin Hunt that patience, Kaiser Chiefs will be the future of SA football. I really believe mm-hmm. that with the with the development guys coming through. Of course. But 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 Sean, it'll be easier if the team was, you know, um having trophies for sure. whatever the case may be. Yeah, things will be easy. People will be accepting that much more easier. Mm. But yet again is is people, I understand people, fans especially, they're tired of giving this team an opportunity, giving them a chance, yeah. you know, supporting them. What else? They're getting disappointed all the time. Mm. But the truth of the matter is at some point, somebody needs to step in and change the whole structure. And, and now the structure has been changed by default because they can't sign players. They need to use what they have. And now maybe, like you're saying, if, if given a chance, which we all know, South Africa, we normally don't do that. If been given a chance, he might not win anything this year. Yeah. Right? But 
he might be the team that dominates the next five, six years. That's because, what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Because like I said, like even when Sundowns, Sundowns before started dominating, people need to remember what Sundowns did. Peter came in and signed 13 players, different players. We struggled to 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 to, to command a regular lineup. We struggled as well that that we were long dead sundowns. But once everything started clicking, we started dominating for years. We won everything for years, but now you need to understand that that's a process that needs to go through and people need to trust the process. And I don't think people that are in, in or fans of Killer Chiefs or legends that are criticizing the team, I don't think they want to trust the process. I think they're so desperate that they want things to work out immediately because of they compare themselves with other teams and not understanding that the reason why they, they shouldn't compare themselves with other teams, other teams have more advantages than them, they could sign players. Sure. And even when KZ Chiefs had an opportunity to sign players, they never actually, actually signed good players. Yeah. So this, these are the results of what happened two, five years ago when they, they didn't have players that will continue where the Shabas left off, where the Yeye left off. Yeah. So now you still want to rely on coming back or with the with, with the senior guys, but also you need the youngsters actually to be taught and to understand what the team is about and to, to get used to playing in those big games so that whenever, you know, when, when they start clicking as youngsters, they grow together, they become a formidable team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, let's, let's take nothing away from Pirates. I mean, it was a game, I believe, um, based on individual mistakes from Chiefs. But Lorch, great goal. Pule, phenomenal goal. But to, mm. to be allowed to turn in the 18-yard area like that is criminal. Um, but Lorch's finish was proper, wasn't it? No, no, no. No, no the, the finish was proper. But you could, you could see you could see the world, the way the goal came. Mm. Um, look, it's a corner kick. You know, considering, considering a goal from a corner kick is suicide, dude. Yeah. From a set, you know, like it's a corner kick. The ball cleared out, pressure on the ball. The, the ball tried to control the ball, fell on Hoto, Hoto pass out, then becomes a goal. Yeah. It's something that they've trained, you could see that. But yet, you, you look at Orlando Pirates before that game, with everybody that played, I think the only person that maybe uh, they haven't played this season for Orlando Pirates was Monare on the day. Yeah. And I think he was the difference in the midfield because I've always said that Orlando Pirates are struggling in the midfield because they normally don't know who to use uh, uh, Ben Mutsuari with. And yeah. and and then when Monare stepped in there, his experience, he, f he played like he's been playing in that team. And what I like about him is he's not falling onto the trap of the, of, of the new players that are coming into Orlando Pirates. Because yeah. New players that are coming to the plant part, they want to be fan favorites. Monara played his game. He dominated the midfield. No fancy things. Dominate the midfield. Give other guys to shine. Yes, yeah. we might speak about Lodge. We might speak about Pule. We might speak about Le, Le Passa, who, who had a great game. But I believe that uh, Ben Musari had also a good game because his responsibility, uh, the responsibilities were shared between him and Ben and 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 Tabamunar. And Tabamunar is is actually good in starting the ball from the back. Orlando Pirates has been struck. They struggled with Stelis. Yeah. They struggled with Amazul. Whenever they have a team that presses them, but Kansas Chiefs was pressing them. But uh, Tabamunar was there to start the ball from the back. And once they bypassed the Kama and the Castros, they became it became easier for them. Sure. I think they've 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 always needed that play. And now that they have it, it's up to them how they use uh, Tabamunar there. Yeah, I mean he's he's so, certainly uh, fitted in, hasn't he? Um, similar to sort of Wade yeah. Euster, they just come in and you think they've been playing there for two or three seasons already. So. Um, yeah, impressed with Pirates for sure, um, which brings us to the next topic. Obviously, Joseph Zimbabwe's son was involved in a horrific car accident, I believe, and yeah. he's, he's flown back to Germany, I think it is now, and we send yeah. him all the love and light possible from us. Um, but in terms of that, we don't know how long he's gone for. Obviously, we don't expect him back anytime soon. How will Pirates cope without him? I think it will be difficult. <clears throat> um, I think what would help right now because of the God good results against KZ Chiefs. Yeah. But I think the difficulties is someone stepping in and being looked at as the guy that makes decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think with Orlando Pirates having so many big players, so many players with personalities, if they can't accept whoever that's coming in, whether it's, it's, it's David's becoming um, in charge until the Zimbabwe story finishes. Yeah. It's up to them because at the end of the day, they're the guys that are supposed to go onto the pitch and, and make it work. But also, the challenge will be if the, the, the coach now, would he start doing his own thing or would he continue what the team 
has been doing because sometimes is is I've, I've i've seen it in south african football where the coach and the assistant coach do things together they believe in the system they believe in the players they believe in what they're doing and once the coach is not there then the assistant coach is the assistant coach trying to do different things yeah and that shows the belief is actually fake because of now the coach is not there <laughs> now you're trying to do what you want to do so yeah. i think it's 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 it's, it's important that a lot of players continue the way they've been doing, especially from Kaiser Chiefs game. They need to continue from there, build confidence from there yeah. and be trying to be consistent because there's no point in winning the game 3-0 and then you go in and play, going into Bloomfield Celtics game and then you become complacent, so you don't win the game and then you, you always have this start, uh, stop and go, stop and go uh, results that are good for you. So. Yeah. I think it's high time. I actually said, said this in the beginning of the season. I said, the team that will cause more threat to, to Mamluri Sundance is Orlando Pirates because of the continuity that they have with the players. Yes. They don't have too many new players and, and they can continue with that because they were not the best side. But yet again, it's up to them this season. This season, they haven't showed us besides the game against Kansas Chiefs, but they actually haven't showed us that this is a team that they can actually say, you know what, this can be the team that can compete for the league. But yet again, the league is a marathon. I think yeah. they just need to take each and every game as it comes. I think I think what they have on their side as well, um, they have an exceptional assistant coach, which you did mention, Fadlu Davids. And I do believe him and Zimbabwe are on the same page. So I think that transition won't be too hectic as we sort of make it out to be. And I think um, I, I, we see a lot of teams without who are just sort of have assistant coaches or just maybe are just uh, cone collectors, if you know what I mean. But, <laughs> but Fadlu is certainly a hands-on and guy. And whistleblowers. Yeah, exactly. But Fadlu's he's sort of hands-on. He knows what he's doing. I, I don't think that transition is going to be too crazy with him in, in charge. I just, Sean, I just hope that the players will see that way. Yeah. I just hope that the players will respect him. That's all. Because at the end of the day, um, um, Zimbabwe can shout on the, uh, on, on the bench there for instructions. If players are taking those instructions, which means they're respecting the coach, and I think that should be the same for Davis today. Yeah, they should respect him and believe in him as much as they believe in Coach Zimbabwe. Because at the end of the day, like I said, the people that needs to do the jobs are them on the pitch. The coach are there to guide them. So, I, like you say, Davis has proven himself. I, he's a very, very good coach. Mm. And uh, I think he just needs to continue where Orlando Pirates left off, so that you know we can remember. He can actually remind people how good he is. Sure, absolutely. Right, let's move on swiftly to This Week in History with Simon. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. So I just want to start this by saying I'm clearly not as good as Slew because after much research and only towards the time when it was becoming too late, I realized that none of what I'm about to tell you happened this week in history, <laughs> but last week in <laughs> 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 but I thought I'd tell you anyway. Oh, so <clears throat> on the 24th of October, Sheffield FC, not to be confused with Sheffield United FC, but Sheffield FC playing in the Northern Division League One East in England, mm -hmm. marked their 163rd birthday. And I tell you this only to say that this makes them the oldest football club in existence that still plays football. And did you know that I played the 10,000th game at Sheffield FC? Wow. Yeah. In 2001. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. You are old. Too. They celebrated this birthday milestone by losing to another stellar football club I'm sure you've never heard of, Kids Grove Athletic. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, the Grovers. No, I've never and heard of them. that was last week in football <laughs> <laughs> Simon, you are terrible, but thank you. It's thank a pleasure, you. Sean. Wow. Mm. Right. <laughs> Righty, International News Desk. We are joined by our international correspondent, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. How are you, sir? Good, thanks. How are you, Shawnee? I'm very well, thanks. Up. I'm very well, thanks. Hi, hi, Kurt. So, Roma scores 100 goals for Madrid and Messi gets called difficult to manage. Kurt, what's happening? Yeah, Paul. Um, so, Ramos brought up um, a century of goals for Real Madrid. Only, I think, he's one of 19 players to have achieved this milestone for Real Madrid and only the second defender after Fernando Hierro. But um, we should mention that Hierro spent a large chunk of his Real Madrid career 
um, as a holding midfielder. Mm. But, you know, it's just a remarkable achievement for a defender. I mean, I don't know where you guys rank him among the best centre-backs of all time, but he has to be up there. I remember in 2005 when he joined Real Madrid for 30 million, it was seen as such a huge fee for a teenager. Mm. Um, and they were just waiting for, for him to pay them back. And, you know, 15 years later, for... UEFA Champions Leagues, five La Liga trophies, a whole lot more, a World Cup for Spain, two European Championships. Um, you know, he has to be regarded as as a modern day great. I'm interested to hear where you guys consider. Oh, how do you consider him? How do you think of Ramos among the you know the Cannavaros, the Maldinis, the Baresis, etc., yeah, etc.? Et yeah, it's well put there. I think. When you think of Real Madrid these days, you you tend to think of Sergio Ramos as well. He's sort of part of the furniture. But to go ahead and score 100 goals, the central defender is is like you say is is unheard of these days. Um, you can sort of see Van Dijk sort of molding into that at Liverpool. He's you know he's going to get you eight to 12 goals a season. Um, but yeah, I mean that is uh, that is sensational, and it's amazing how consistent he has been over the years. And incredible, I think with consistency comes with you know when you look at the great players, you look at Ronaldo, you look at Messi, you look at Ramos. These guys haven't really had serious injuries, so it just shows yeah, you how. I was, I was going to say that now too. How important yeah. that's been his fitness, maintaining that that level, and I guess that's a credit to him and the the work that he's put in, you know, off the field, the discipline to Correct. maintain. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. I mean, Teko, what do you think? I mean, you don't play at that level, score 100 goals as a central defender if you're not truly spectacular or something special. Um, Ramos, you know, I think is one of those defenders that you hate to face. Mm. <laughs> um, merely because of the, the competitiveness uh, that he has. But I think also what's important is he understands where he is. He understands who he, who, who he is as well. Sorry, man. He understands where he is. Damn. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, sorry, guys. Damn. Um, <laughs> like, listen, playing for, for Real Madrid and captain in that side is huge on his own. And uh, there's so much responsibility as well. And he's captain in the national team as well. So I think having that mentality of trying to be the best defender that you can be. And also what helps him as well is he's, uh, he's good on the, uh, on the ball. You know, he takes free kicks. He... He takes penalties as well, so yeah. he score he score all these goals, and he's he's very very important into in in Real Madrid side. So for me, and also seeing him on Instagram, the way he trains is 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 amazing. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I think it's 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 one of those things that I don't see often, especially with the younger ones that are just coming in, or the young ones that are trying to be the best that they can be. Not that they should show it. But it's just that you can see um, most of them, they have so many injuries within the season here, like your Hazard. I was expecting Hazard when he gets there, you know, to be something else mm. like he was at Chelsea, but he struggled with overweight. So those are those are small things that actually separates the grades from the good. And you can see Ramos wants to be uh, the, the best that he can, and he's amongst the best defenders in the world. I'd never rated your who's the guy kind of who's who's what's his name the Italian boy Cannavaro Cannavaro Nah Nah Not really Yes He was a good defender But for me is is I look at the person uh, in football terms like is he good in terms of helping us building up from the back Is he the guy that can actually go go back and also tackle the ball from the line and also go and score So I think Ramos has all those things But it's just that the problem is. With his red cards, I think he wants to. I don't know who he wants to match with the red cards, <laughs> but if we can scratch that, I think Ramos will be the guy that you know. Um, it will be spoken about him for the longest time. Teko, did you not play against Ramos? Yeah, I did against Spain. I did, but but if you remember as well, at that time, um, um, Spain had like maybe eighty percent to ninety percent of Barcelona players, so those were yes. the dominant ones. So really, he was with Piqué, I think, playing a centre back, but for. But I never actually had an opportunity to actually go there and actually maybe be one v one against him because we had our own issues with with, with Xavi, Niesta, and Busquets in the mid for the Real to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Just a little issue. I shouldn't have given you too many issues, surely. It <laughs> did. And Fabregas was playing just in the pocket. Uh, yeah, dude, it was. It, I think it was one of the toughest games that I ever played. But also, I've learned a lot into how to manage space and how to, you know, make runs when necessary because those guys are not running at all. They were just making the ball move and it's something that in South Africa we, we were not taught at that time. Yeah. From one grade to another, 
messy, gets called difficult to manage. What's all this about, Kurt? Yeah, so um, Kike Setien, the former Barcelona manager who Ronald Koeman replaced um, just a couple of months ago, he, he came out in an interview and basically said that working with Messi was incredibly difficult because... Uh, he, he was basically saying, who am I to change him when everybody's accepted him for the way he is mm-hmm. and, and for so long? Um, and it's just very interesting because it brings us back to our recent chat about Zlatan Ibrahimovic and, and, and players with, with personality. I mean, Messi, you know, we have to accept that for, for his quietness and his shyness is probably a bit of an um, and, and all the greats really are, you know, yeah. and and some managers handle it. The really great managers handle it, like mm. the Fergusons, the Guardiolas. But many, many managers will crumble. Mm. Um, and learning to to navigate a personality like Messi's, you know, that that whole conversation, that whole topic, really just fascinates me because these guys, Ronaldo, Messi's, Latin, they know how good they are. Mm. Um, and and I guess I think it was always going to be difficult for Setien coming in without. You know, a big CV. Um, when you walk into a dressing room like Barcelona's with big players, strong personalities, you have to be incredibly good to get everyone on your side. You have to be either a remarkable football brain like Guardiola was in 2008, um, or you have to have um, incredible man management, or you were a great player in your day and, mm. and you just you command respect because of your name like Zidane at Real Madrid we don't associate him with you know a tactical genius and nor do we associate him with being an incredible man manager but it's Zinedine Zidane and uh, once upon a time he was hailed among the greatest footballers of all time and he still is so it's very interesting I think that you know people are surprised when you hear things like this about Messi who's shy and and very timid and, and probably an introvert but you know to get where he is today he you know he had to assert himself over certain people and i think so in the wake of these setian comments there was a story that came out saying that after one particular game last season messi in the dressing room in front of all of his teammates in front of the coaching staff told setian to respect the players who've won more than him yes and yes, yeah Obviously, that that rubbed uh, Seti in the wrong way. Apparently, he then told Messi, "Well, if you don't like what I have to say, you know where the door is." Um, but now, can, can you imagine? And I think this separates the good managers to the great managers. Can you imagine yeah. someone turning around to Alex Ver- Sir Alex Ferguson and saying that? Do you know what I mean? So that, well, that's the sort we, of difference. We know exactly what happened to those players. They yeah, were all exactly. shown the door. Uh, and I yeah. don't know if you've seen. Um, uh, the Roy Keane and 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 his sort of estranged relationship with, with yeah. Alex Ferguson and but but they had a mutual respect. Yes, Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And and for Alex Ferguson to manage Ronaldo to manage Roy Keane, these massive personalities in in the biggest club in the world back then, and probably still is mm. in a way. Um, yeah, it, it comes down, and and, and basically, I, I think it was uh, Setien's time was up. I would have imagined. Yeah, well, no, one hundred percent. But also, so in in that same interview, he did liken Messi's uh, how do I say attitude persona to Michael Jordan's. I don't know if you guys yes. watched the Last yeah. Dance that yeah. documentary. Um, and he said that, you know, there are certain things you see that surprise you and that, that you might not like. Mm. Um, so it was just, yeah, very, very interesting. And he said uh, one thing that really like stood out to me was he said that Messi doesn't talk much, but he, he, he makes it known how he's feeling. And he, he will show you certain things with his body language. Um, and I just remember seeing so many times last season when Barcelona were playing and, and Setien would make a change like bringing Brathwaite on, um, who, you know, used to play for Middlesbrough in the in the Premier League, bringing yeah. a player on who Messi clearly does not rate and who Messi clearly does not, not want to play with. Yeah. Um, and you can see Messi's whole personality, or his, sorry, his whole body language just yeah. goes, it's, you know, it's, it's, just it's shuts off. It's an interesting one. And I'll also ask Teko this and, um, about the, the last dance as well, is that these great players, they don't really care if they liked or not. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's, it's their last, and I think that's probably where I went wrong a bit in in, in my career. Is that I, I cared too much. I cared what people thought. I cared about mm. making mistakes. I cared about mm. failure. And these guys, it's, it, it doesn't even cross their mind what people think about them, because yeah. they just know that they're that good. Hey, Teko, what, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, uh, I started like that. I started caring a lot and trying to. You know, um, you know, carry myself in a different way, and I ended up losing myself. Mm. But then I realized that you know what, I, this this is too exhausting, and 
and I don't have time for this. Let me go back and be myself. And then that's when the haters started coming in. But but the thing is, I could justify it on the pitch. Mm. And 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 for me as well, I was never the guy that actually liked speaking too much. But you hear me on the pitch. When I'm on the pitch, I'm very vocal, especially when I won the ball. And sometimes other guys will find it very intimidating that I always call the ball. But because mm. of I know what to do with the ball, so what must I do? But then again, it comes back to what you just said. I think when when you have a certain mentality, especially as a footballer or as a sports person, um, your drive, I think it's, it's, it's bigger than anything else. You don't care who's next to you. And uh, with the sports like this, where you also rely on other people, when other people are not maybe on your level, you get pissed off. And I could see Messi was doing that. You mm. get pissed off because other people, they're not on their level. And, and, and as a footballer, you want to win. And you yeah. know that by winning, you have to have good players around you. And uh, with the team just signing whoever that's available, it it, it you off. Because I always say to, to, I remember saying something like this to other guys. I said, I wish I was at uh, Orlando Pirates, this Orlando Pirates team right now. I could have won everything with Orlando Pirates. Mm. Not necessarily because maybe they are good, but there's more good players right now than the ones that I played with. Yeah. Because most of the time when I was playing, I was very frustrated. I was enjoying the national team because you're playing with quality and then come back into the game, come back into a local game, you find a person that can't even pass you the ball five meters. So it becomes a problem. You you come yeah. so irritated and, and when people look from outside, they look like you're arrogant, you don't care. But it's just that the frustrations always build up because of, oh, you ask yourself, how did this person get this contract in the first place? I had to work my ass off to get here. How did he get here? Mm. You know, yeah. and, and, and I think also what, 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 uh, what they said about Messi as well, is, is something for me that I've always felt. It's some, something for me that I've always seen. And uh, and it's not like I saw it, I, I've seen it maybe in the media or something like that, but I knew that Messi wouldn't be this great by being just a nice guy. Yeah. If he likes you, he likes you. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And because he, he brings he brings stuff to, to, to the team, he wins, he wins trophies to the team and he's the greatest of all time. And 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 for me, is I'll see... Do you remember also when 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 um, Griezmann got to the team? He wasn't even passing Griezmann. Like yeah. he, would, he would prefer to give Suarez, even though he knew that Suarez was gonna miscontrol. But he wouldn't because he sometimes you need to believe in your players. You need mm. to believe in the teammates that you have. And Messi yeah. didn't have that trust and belief. And sometimes with the coaches as well, they struggle to maintain to 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 be in charge of the dressing room. And once they're not in charge of the dressing room, they're looking they're looking to find scapegoats. Yeah. And Messi being the case, being the star of the team, being the person and your pickers and all that stuff. So sometimes it helps to, 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 to you know, to, to let them buy into your ideas. And then you can start making your, all those changes that you want to make. You can't just come in and, and like Curtis said, you haven't won anything. You, you, you're just somebody that has a coaching certificate. Then you want to change everything at a go. Yeah. We need to respect you first as players. And yeah. if, if you're showing us respect back, trust me, anything that you say will go. Not that Guardiola, Guardiola, when he got there, he commanded like, hey, guys, you need to do this. He needed to, he needed to, to sell them the ideas. He went to the big players, your Xavi, exactly. your Iniestas, he sold them the ideas. And, and I think with, 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 with his coaches nowadays, that's why there's so few of grades. The, the rest of them, they're struggling to, 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 to be in the same dressing room as people with personalities. And I think it's something that will still continue and go on for for the longest time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and just I just want to jump on that quickly, Sean. Like what Teko was talking about, how, how Griezmann, for example, um, doesn't have the best relationship with Messi on the field. And we, we see the same thing with players. Um, uh, what we're talking about here with, with managers, like Setien, crumbling, working with Messi. You know, he doesn't know how to navigate a personality like Messi. He's never worked with somebody like that before. <laughs> and he, he probably gives him too much respect. He doesn't mm. assert himself. Like like Kuman came in, the best thing Kuman could have done, which he did done. I know things aren't going great, but Kuman said Messi won't have the privileges that he's had for the last five, six years. Mm. And and apparently what we've read is that Messi likes Kuman and they're getting along like a house on fire. Um mm. And you see certain players fall to that pressure too, like Griezmann, like Coutinho, who, you know, these guys are big players. They, they've come in as big names. And as soon as they are alongside a star like Messi, they, they fail to shine, which is what both of those guys have failed to do at Barcelona. So it's just very interesting how there's, like, there's definitely parallels between managers and players 
um, working with personalities like that. I mean, Teko, I'm sure at some point in your career, you also experienced players alongside you who were considered big players who just ended up flopping next yeah. to you, or they didn't know how to be alongside you because of your, you know, your personality and and how good you were considered in the country as a player, and they don't know how to shine themselves along yeah. alongside a player like you. Exactly, and you know how frustrating that is because as as a player that is good in the team, when you see other players being brought, brought into the team that are equally good, you get excited because if you know that the team is going to get stronger. You know, you also know that the responsibilities are going to be shared across the board. Mm. But then when those guys that are playing, you're like, okay, what's happening here? So you're trying <laughs> to find excuses for them. Mm. Because, because I've always believed that not everybody can play in the big team. Yeah. Not everybody can play in, no, not every player can be a Bafana Bafana player or national team player. And I found, especially at Sundowns, I'll see players, with, Sundowns will buy players from everywhere. They'll get into the team. They'll never even make the first 18. You'll mm. be surprised. You'll be like, this guy was actually good last season when you played against him. What's, mm. what's happening? But because some other guys, you know, they don't have the strong character. They don't have the drive and the will or to work as hard. Because sometimes when you, when you play against uh, players that are equally good or better, you need to work harder. Sure. Yeah. And and other guys they don't have they don't have that in them. To work That's harder. the real test. Yeah, yeah. Is standing is standing out among great players. It's easy to be like a, a big fish in a small pond, but you know, Coach Kurt, Coach Kurt yeah, Buckerfield. I'm telling you, I'm gonna go for my UEFA license. <laughs> Please do, bro. Kurt, I'm gonna be kind. Thank you very much. So cool, bro. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cody. <laughs> Right, Teko, I've got you all yes. to myself. Let's 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 talk about what's happening at Sundowns. Um, Serino to Al Ahli, they've they are, I mean, they are hunting him badly. And then all of a sudden now, what's happened? Uh, Sundowns have put an offer into two of their star players, one for fifty million rand and one for thirty-five million rand. How true that is, I don't know. But can you see Serino go to Al Ahli? Think it's going to happen? And put it and put it this way: Can Sundowns afford to lose him? Because no. we know we know we know we know Al Ahly can afford him. Yes, um, and can, Sundowns can afford to keep him as well. That's what I'm saying. So can they afford to lose him? No, no, I don't think uh, I don't think it will be a wise uh, business move. Mm. I mean, I mean, honestly, um, by Peter leaving the way that he did, and now you want to lose um, a player like Serenius Caliber, it, it becomes a problem. It disturbs the team. Yeah, because I've 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 been watching Mamelodi Sundowns all the time, and I've and I've seen how instrumental Serena is. Yeah, so what and, does what does Serena bring to Sundowns? I mean, what he brings is he brings that confidence because yeah. the guy plays the same way, on form, off form. Yeah. He does the same things, and 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 that also gives room for the Tembazwanis, the Mkulises to actually believe and shine as well. Mm. Because he brings he brings that into the team, and and to lose a player like that, you need to have a replacement um, ready to play, and I don't think they do have, because even now the responsibility is still more on Tembazwani to be more creative, and 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 of course with the with the uh, with the Shalolilis and the Kemets, those are goal scorers, but the people that are responsible to be creative. As, as Tembas one, especially when Serena's not playing, but when Serena's playing, you can tell the combination between the two and Vida's still still injured. Mm. I don't think they do have a replacement um, that is ready to play. Yes, they do have good players, your Malulekas, mm. uh, the Serika the Pingas, there's so many players, but they don't have uh, the same qualities as, 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 as Serena does. Mm. Serena, in big games, he shows up. Every sure, time, sure. every single time he shows up and you need those type of players to, to have in your team because they bring the confidence within the team. I think if they decide to let him go, he should be playing at least one more season. Because yeah. I'll, I'll, say, I'll tell you why. Because these coaches are under pressure to win something, to continue, you know, with the, with the dominance that Pito had. And they need to prove that by winning trophies this season. Yeah. And as we all know, they, they, they're not going to have a treble. Yeah. But they do have an opportunity to win others. So now, for them, by not winning any trophy or winning the league this season, is a failure. 
Sure. So now what you're trying to do is keep the best players that you can have within the team. Once you've won that, then you can start making all your own changes because now you're in charge. But I don't think it's a good idea to let Serena go at this moment. No, I, I do agree. Um, but what is, uh, rest assured, a Sundowns fan, what's quite nice is I see they're playing Manoleka a bit further up than they did at Chiefs. I know Chiefs played him sort, sort of as a six, but they're playing Georgie a bit further up, which is, which is nice to see because I've always said he's a sort of, he should be getting at least eight to ten goals a season. Yeah. Look... With with Andy Lejali they um it should it wouldn't be wise to play Josh Deeper. Sure. Because um the ground that Andy Le likes to cover and that's his strength, uh um it will take his talent away if he plays up further because now the requirements will be different. Yeah. And George being the player that started playing there, so his qualities will actually show up. So I think it's, it's it was a wise decision, and you can see also um, um, when George getting maybe enough game time, he will actually become you know uh, the best version of himself, especially mm. this season, surrounded by equally quality players. And I think it's it's, it's a right move. But also don't don't it, it might happen in other games when they don't have the players to play them there. He might play there. Mm-hmm. But also uh, with his experience, I think he will be able to adjust. And what's nice about it is, you know, when you're playing for such teams, you're forever having the ball. So you don't defend much. Sure. And and, and I think even if he, he, he they do deploy him in that position, I don't think he will struggle. I don't think he'll cover enough ground. But yet again, I think if, if for me is seeing George up the, up the field, they're creating and uh, and trying to score goals. I think that's that's George Malileka that we all know. Yeah. And yeah. And, and and yeah. That's where he belongs. He belongs. He belongs there. Let's just stay with Al Ahli for a bit. And there has been serious interest interest in Nurkovic as well. And mm. um, he's obviously nursing quite a serious injury. He's only going to be back in December. Can Chiefs afford to leave Nurkovic? Chiefs cannot even afford to lose a kid manager. <laughs> <laughs> they can't afford to lose anybody right now. Yeah. It's, and um... ah, come on, guys. I mean, look, Nurkovic, I'm sure, is as disappointed, especially after what he has done for the team, for mm. himself, with the first season. I think everybody that played, that, that associated with Kizzi, they, they, they felt the pain. Yeah. But it again is, is, is let him play again. You know, um, once you have an opportunity to sign players, of course, at the end of the day, football is business. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, at some point, he will go. Yeah. You know, not knowing where, but he will go. But the thing is, like, Chiefs have been struggling to find the right striker after Musona. And mm. now they finally did. I think they need to do the best that they can to keep him. Sure. And I also like what, 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 what the PSL is doing or what the PSL, uh, uh, what's happening with the PSL right now. Most Italian, uh, most uh, uh, um, Egyptian teams are interested in our players, in the players that are playing in the league. Mm-hmm. Even with the Mango, there's a rumor as well. So I like the fact that we, we, we're starting now to get recognition, not only because we have the best league, but also our, the players that are, play, that, tra- that are playing in our PSO, they're starting to get recognition. And I think yeah. that's a good thing. It's only a matter of time that we get maybe better recognition in Europe. I think that's where we should be striving for. But with the Egyptians coming through, that's a stepping stone. If young players have been given a chance to go there, especially if you actually want, because I mean, playing Champions League guys is big. Yeah. And most of those teams are playing Champions League every season. And yet, like we spoke about it in one of the podcasts, we said it's important as a player to win trophies. Sure. And 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 there you guarantee that those teams that you're going to win trophies. Yeah. But. But I wouldn't advise big teams in South Africa, teams that can actually afford to keep their players, to let them go. No. If they don't, if they don't want to be dominated by memory sundowns, make sure that you secure your players, keep them there so that you can fight for for, for dominance, fight for those trophies that memory sundowns has been winning. Yeah, I mean it's it's about time that we're getting some sort of recognition in the PSL, which is great. Yeah. But just to stay on cheese for a little bit. Um, so so Fiso Clancy now signed at Swallows. Because um, we we spoke about that last podcast, um, so I'm still confused. Has he actually signed for Chiefs, but he's being loaned out to Swallows now? What? Or, or is, I don't know, what's going on? Sure, There's, they'll they'll never come out and say it because they know they'll probably maybe be in 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 in, in trouble for that because right. they were not supposed to sign players in the beginning. But they do have relationships with other teams. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's maybe that's the route that they took. 
like listen Solis here's our guy can you sign him can you sign him for a season then he'll come and take him back because they said Kanti signed for Solis they never said for how long sure you understand what I'm saying yeah. and Nanga I think he went to Stelis they never said for how long right so I think those are just relationship uh, things that went through for that keep this boy so that he can have game time and then when we're good, we'll come and fetch him. I think it's, it will, I mean, because Chiefs is a big team. They, they do have relationships everywhere. This, this thing that they can do is unfortunate that it's happening to them. But I think they shouldn't stop only from Tlanti and, and Nange. Especially, they need to know exactly the kind of players that they need for next season. They, start, they need to start making, making those moves right now. Mm. And having those conversations with those agents, having those conversations with those teams. Because at the end of the day, this ban will finish, will be done. You don't want to be in a position where you start looking around. Every player's got three-year contract somewhere. We know mm. that kids sometimes they don't want to spend. Mm. So I think they need to start doing those businesses right now to secure next season's future. Because this season will be one of those toughest seasons that they should have because what they have within their disposal. But I think next season should be the season for them and they need to start preparing now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Let's move on to Car of the Week. This week we have Tabo Rakale has been spotted with his M BMW M135. This is the hottest one series. The BMW 135 is an M performance automobile, although it may not quite say so. This is a true M car. You can feel the magic is there. It's not quite as hard edged as the brilliant old one series M coupe, but it's close and it's 200,000 Rand cheaper. Given how it's a thoroughly modern car to boot, it's a real bargain, particularly considering the way it drives. I'm not a massive BMW fan, but this is one sexy car, an eight out of five, sorry, an 8.5 out of 10 for me. <laughs> eight out of five, jeez, have, another, have, another, math, have another drink. <laughs> <laughs> Does Tabrakhan have a team? No, still, still teamless. Good player, eh? Yeah, but 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 also but also Sean, it shows you something in South African football lately. What's what's happening? Irrespective of how good you are, mm-hmm. it's now a, the question is who can afford you, right? And, so and think, are you prepared to take a pay cut? Are you are you prepared? Because I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you a story, just a little bit. Sorry, Sean. No, it's all about you, bro. I took a risk from Monday Sundowns to Cape Town City. I knew exactly what I was gonna get there. Yep. It was not even half. Yeah. But, but but I went there because I wanted to enjoy football again. I wanted to play regularly again. I didn't want to retire being mad like other guys that I know. Mm. But I wanted to enjoy the game again. And, and and sometimes I've seen other players doing it to make it big. Mm. I'll I'll maybe 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 not the same case as mine. I've seen I've seen Slum Pocket kinda of from Super Sport after winning so many trophies going to Celtics. Mm. Coming back to Sundance. Mm. And now Kampukana is a different story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've seen George Maluleka, to Super Sport, IX, traveling around to Kaiser Chiefs, mm. now to Mamluleka Sundance. I'm just trying to make I'm just trying to make a point that with these players, they need to understand that sometimes where you want to go, you, the road might not be that straight. Sure. You know, make a smart decision. Make go somewhere and play for a season. Make sure that there where you are play the best that you can so that you can go where you want to go. Because sometimes players believe that they can go from cheaper to Chiefs or cheaper to Paris. Not everybody can. Yeah, But exactly. I think with, 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 with Rahal's quality, he should be having a team now, but that it shows you again where South African football is. If, 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 if you're that talented, but they can't afford you, they'll rather go for an MDC player that they might groom that will play in the team for the next five years. Yeah, it's interesting. It makes me think of Carl Alexander's story as well. I mean, when he was sort of outed by Ajax, um, he took three steps back or two steps back to so go three yeah. forward. He went to Pulakwani, remember? Yeah. And, um, and was phenomenal and then got a good contract with Supersports and then Vets and now look at him. So, um, yeah, exactly. A lot, of, a lot of good players. Even Kemet, Erasmus, for instance. Pirates mm. went overseas, came back. He could have went anywhere else. He went to Cape Town City. You know why? Because he wanted game time. Yeah. He got game time in Captain City. Now is is is, is at uh, Sundance now. Yeah. I'm just make, I'm just just trying to make a point that the same point that you're making that yeah. players need to need to understand that you know sometimes you go forward that one step back might be the right step that you actually can do for yourself. Correct. And I think um, good management as well of these guys needs to be pinpointed here. And I hope I hope Rakali's got a good manager that's looking after his best interests. I doubt if he had one, he would be having a team right now. Good point. 
good point. Yo, Chief, we never spoke about the the, the, the predictions over the weekend. Yeah, that's a good point. I was going to say, there's, a, there's another derby coming, yo. Aye, there's another right. derby, Chief. Jeez, yeah. Apologies. far yeah. more important than anything yeah, happening I mean, today. Another derby. How, how rude of me. Um, this time at home for Chiefs. Well, there's not really much of a difference, is there? But uh, sure. Okay. Do you so see, see Kansas Chiefs going four? What's that? Do you see Kansas Chiefs going four? Um, I don't. Do you? If Nogovic was here, I would say yes. But it's not about that. It's also, are they, do you see yeah. them not conceding? I mean, they might score four, but I still feel, think they're going to concede. Look, um, I don't see Orlando Pirates dominating the game because Chiefs scores one, the game changes. Yeah. And, uh, but I see Chiefs, Kansas Chiefs winning the game, but not going through. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. If they, if they can, yeah, it's, it's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah. I, I think they, Gavin, they Gavin really needs to now sort out the defense. If they get that right, if they keep a clean sheet, Chiefs can easily win 2 3 0, but they, I, I don't think they're going to go through. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to go through. Um, Super Sport Bloom Celtic has won all the first round. Um, where did they play? I think they played in Pretoria, hey? Yeah, they played in Pretoria. Yo, I'm going. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with a Bloom Celtic upset. Aha! So well, let's Do you agree? Yeah, but oh. the thing is, honestly, I'm just jealous of Supersport playing the finals of this tournament year after year. Yeah, Hi, no. guys. Cup specialist, eh? Hi, no, 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 no. Celtics must win, just for football's sake. <laughs> Celtics Paris final. That's what we're going yeah, for. Yeah. And Celtics and to take and, it. And then an upset in the yeah. final. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You heard it here first time. <laughs> <laughs> right. We finish off with a motivational quote of the week by Supersports United's new signing, Lucky Mahomi. He says, confidence makes everyone's opinion irrelevant. I like that. It's kind of what we spoke about. It's kind of what we spoke about. <laughs> yeah. Teko, you've been you've been average as usual. Thank you very much, Simon. You're beautiful. Placer, 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 placer. Thank you very much, guys. Whether you've been listening to us on Soccer Duma, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Mahi Kang 96.7 FM's Game Time, thank you very much for listening. That has been Sean Roberts. Thank you, sir. And that has been Teko Modise. Thank you, thank you. And I have been your host, Simon Strela. We'll see you same time next week. Peace. 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 Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car.